Hi, everyone. I'm Dr. John White, WebMD's Chief Medical Officer and host of the Spotlight On series from WebMD's Health Discovered podcast. For this special two-part episode, you'll hear up-close and personal journeys about being diagnosed with a rare type of cancer, multiple myeloma. He looked at me. I have been his patient for more than 20 years. And he said, this is really strange. You're an African-American, age 57. I've never seen this before. This back pain that you're continually having with no signs of osteoporosis. No signs, exactly. And I didn't have any signs of osteoporosis in my family history. Listen to Health Discovered on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcasts. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. What is going on, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Coach Steve Show podcast. Make sure you hit the like button and the subscribe button for the Coach Steve Show YouTube channel. Find the uh, podcast anywhere you listen to your podcast, literally anywhere. Apple, Spotify, Google, iHeartRadio, Pandora, literally anywhere. And please give that a follow. Please leave a review. Be a friend. Tell a friend. The podcast is also brought to you by the Belly Up Sports Podcast Network. If you head up to bellyupsports.com, you can check out all the other podcasts and blogs, affiliates, everything on the website. So go check out bellyupsports.com. Betting season is in full swing, and there's only one place you want to make your bets, and that is MyBookie. If you go to mybookie.ag to make any type of bets, NFL is going on, college basketball is starting, college football is still going on, NBA has tipped off. You need to go to mybookie.ag, and on your very first deposit, if you use the code BELLYUPFANTASY, it is going to double your first deposit. That's right, double your first deposit, so go make the money, and let them know that I sent you and supports the podcast. The podcast is also brought to you by Coach Stone Football and his Back to the Basics books and drills. Go to CoachStoneFootball.com and check out all of his books on football drills, practice planning, game planning, and much more. You will never need to look up another drill again. We thank Coach Stone for sponsoring the podcast. Go to CoachStoneFootball.com. Do you, are you a football coach and your linemen, are their helmets getting scuffed up during an inside run period? If so, there's a way to protect those shells and reduce the repetitive blows your guys are taking each week. 
there is Guardian Caps. Guardian Caps reduces the blows and the scuffs and everything, but more importantly, the blows to the helmet by 20 to 33%. It really focuses on the big guys in the trenches, and you cannot win without those big guys in the trenches. Guardian Caps is worn by five NFL teams and 200-plus colleges like Alabama, University of Georgia, Oklahoma, Washington, Penn State. Check them out. Go to www.guardiansports.com slash guardian dash caps. So you use the link in the description below. When you're buying this for your football team, for your lineman, use the code 15 off OFF. And that is going to get you 15% off. So use the link in the description below www.guardiansports.com code 15 off. And that's going to get you 15% off your order. We thank guardian caps for sponsoring the podcast. All right, let's dive into today's episode. And all I'm going to say is the air raid works in the SEC. Now, the last time I said this, Mississippi State came out, did not get the win against Arkansas. But by God, the air raid works in the SEC. Mike Leach has to get some respect. Will Rogers has to get some respect. But Mike Leach has to get respect. My God, the air raid works. So anybody that ever doubts it needs to go away. Just stop. It works. Auburn and Mississippi State had a game for the ages, more of Mississippi State game for the ages. I will say this. Auburn was in control of this game. That first half, Mississippi State's defense not play well. The offense could not move the ball. Auburn came out and said, we are going to run the ball at you. Bo Nix actually played a good game, and, and before I get too much into it, we, uh, thoughts and prayers to Bo Nix. He did break his ankle. He did come out and play on it. Uh, I did listen to him talk on the Chase Boy Show, and he's like, I was going to play no matter what. So you much respect to Bo Nix coming out and playing on a broken ankle. He was 27 of 41, 377 yards, two touchdowns. Like you know, And then in the second half, he couldn't run, obviously, because of the uh, broken ankle. Uh, he did not get a lot of rush yards. Mississippi State took care of that. But at one point, it was 28-3. to At one point, Auburn scored 14 points in the first quarter and 14 points in the second quarter. Mississippi State scored three. So at one point, it was 28-3. And Mississippi State scored right before half. So now it's 28-10. to Auburn is still in the driver's seat. Mississippi State gets the ball after half, comes down and scores. They score 13 in the fourth, 20 in the fourth quarter, and Auburn only scores six. Now, I'm not big, and no teams cannot make big adjustments at halftime, and I've said that as coaches. It is hard to make, quote-unquote, these big adjustments that everybody thinks we do. If you listen to NFL, it's hard to do that. College, it's really hard. Now, tweaks you can make. Okay, on defense, you're going to read this guy instead of this guy. Okay, if we make this one tag on offense or defense, this is what you're going to do. Or on defense, you're going to line up this way. Hey, on offense, when we call this – you're going to run this right at this depth or this depth. You don't want to make a ton of changes that you did not practice. If you did not practice them, you're not going to do well at it. But there's certain things you can do. Uh, there's certain adjustments you can make. And by that, I mean, okay, when we're running this passing concept, you are going to release outside instead of inside or aim for this or this. There's technique things you can do. But you don't do a whole ton of stuff that you did not practice. Air rate to some people is the soft offense that doesn't work. So here's my big thing. Mike Leach is a guy that's going to run air raid 
all day long. He does not call run plays. He probably has. I don't think so. Maybe he has. Quarterback has the ability to tag that stuff. He is the true air raid purist left. The other guys that run some sort of air raid in their offense or they run the air raid offense, they do other things. And in the running game, Lincoln Riley wants to run the football. Down in Houston, they want to run the football. Nevada, they're looking to run the football. Uh, you might have run and shoot. Coach Hal Mummy, you know, in the semi-pros and the pros in college and all that stuff has tagged run and shoot stuff onto it. In high school, you see people run air raid concepts, but they do other things on top of it. Mike Leach is like, I'm going to run air raid stuff. I'm going to make tags off of it. I'm going to do different things. I'm going to, you know, do change it up every so often. Washington State, he was pretty simple. Now he's at Mississippi State. He's got different type of players. Air Raid, the way Mike Leach does it, is basketball on grass. So here's the deal. The knock on Air Raid is if you're not in the rhythm, if the quarterback's not in the rhythm, the wide receiver's not in the rhythm, it doesn't work. But the thing with the Air Raid, and I guess every offense, but a big thing with the Air Raid is you are never out of the game. So Will Rogers comes out. He only completed two passes, I believe, in the second half and threw five touchdowns in the second half. So he had more touchdown passes than incompletions. He was 44, 55, 415 yards and six touchdowns total. He had to come out in the second half and play well. The receivers, if you watched the game, now, tweaks that were made were, okay, when we run a vertical route, release inside into this side. When they're playing it this way, do this way. Auburn didn't really adjust to some things, but I don't know if it was really adjustments. We can sit here and say, oh, they didn't adjust this or just that, and we'd really have to sit down and get the all-2022 film and really look at it and say, okay, they really didn't do this, they didn't do this. Now, what you could say is Auburn's defense played this one style. They're going to bring three, maybe four, drop eight, drop seven, and just play. Now, the way they're playing the first half, they probably came out in the second half and said, okay, guys, we're going to line up the exact same way. We're going to do the exact same thing. Now, that you can't always do. You have to say, you have to be ready for this. They're about to do this. When you watch film on people, when you research people, especially in college, and I'm speaking to a high school level, but at the college level, you have film every game. You can look back before. Everything's on YouTube. You can get stuff before. You can say, okay, when they're in this type of situation, they're going to do this and this. So adjustments is just saying, hey, be ready for X, Y, and Z, uh, or be ready for ABC so we can execute X, Y, and Z, and everything's hunky-dory. So the only thing I guess you could say about Auburn's defense is they just played the exact same way. The offensive line for Mississippi State finally started to pass block pretty well in the second half, so that was huge. That was a huge thing for them that they had to do. It's basketball on grass. People that maybe not don't watch basketball, people that don't coach basketball, when you're in a rhythm on the basketball court, okay, if you're like, if you guys ever listen to like Michael Jordan or Kobe Bryant, man, when they're shooting the basketball and stuff's starting to go in, it just seems like that hoop is huge. So anything's going to go in. Well, it's pro- it's the same thing in the air raid. If Will Rogers is making, throwing the ball and getting it to where he needs to, he probably, you know, that tight window that we're seeing on TV to him, that's like, oh my God, that's not a tight window. That's uh, that's a huge size window. That's a, you know, uh, a Sears Tower type window type of thing where I could just throw it in there no matter what. That's what he is probably looking at. That's why air raid is basketball on grass. So Auburn allowed 
didn't allow. I'll say this. Mississippi State's wide receivers ran off the ball hard. They ran their routes hard. They got off of being bumped and everything hard. Will Rogers was putting the ball only to where his guys were going to get it. Auburn came out and got punched in the mouth. Mississippi State does not have a bad defense either. So Mississippi State came out, defense came out and said, look, they're making these completions that we're going to take away from them. We are going to try to make that young offensive line pass. Per, we're going to try to force them to run the ball. If we can be physical with the wide receivers, Bo Nix can run. But if we try to make him run and throw moving, we have a shot because he was not, like I said, he did not play a bad game. 27 to 41 for 377 yards and two touchdowns is pretty good. And he had two wide receivers Kobe Hudson, eight catches for 107 yards. Uh, Javaris Johnson, 102 yards. Cedric Jackson, 72 yards. Demetrius Robertson, 40 yards. So they did not play a bad game in the second half. Mississippi State said, look. We're going to bring pressure. You've got to. We have to make him throw on the run. We have to be very physical with those wide receivers. We have to maybe shade a guy over to the one of those guys, uh, to like uh, Kobe Hudson, to make sure that nothing happens. Now on the flip side, offense, the wide receivers just got off being bumped. They ran the routes hard. Will Rogers just got in a rhythm. Array and and Mike Leach did not. Flinch. The pirate came and stole the gold from Auburn. Okay. You understand? That's why he's the pirate. He is a mastermind in the air raid offense, and he never flinched. Down 28 to 3 to come back. They scored 40 unanswered points. They were down 28 to 3. Mississippi State got to 43 points before Auburn came down and scored again and went for two and ultimately did not get it. So they went 43 to 34. That is insane. But it shows you that if the wide receivers come out and play tough, the quarterback plays tough, if the offensive line can pass protect and those tackles can handle the wide rushes, any type of twist or anything, now Auburn made it easy. You're only bringing three. But when you bring three, your offensive tackles have to pass protect well and not get beat wide, not open the shoulders too soon and get in. Like they, Everything had to come together, and it did. So you guys that say the air raid doesn't work in the SEC, well, right now it's peace proven it time and time again. He's beaten a lot of top 25 ranked teams. It works. And another reason why it works is because how many teams have looked at the air raid passing game and said, we are going to implement that? Well, let's see. You see Alabama running types of things. You see Lane Kiffin running it. Oh, uh, Tennessee runs versions of it. Um. You know, LSU ran, they had some pro style, but they've ran some of it and they want it. Like, I could just keep going on and on. It works. Now, I know Oklahoma's in the Big 12, but Oklahoma runs stuff like that because of Lincoln Riley. Well, it works there. So don't tell me that some of the stuff doesn't work. It works. And now here's the deal a game like that is going to help Mike Leach in recruiting. And what I mean by that is, look at the top 25 teams we can beat. Now we just slipped up sometimes on defense. We didn't make the right catches. We didn't do the right things. Wide receivers are going to want to go to Mississippi State and Mike Leach and say, look at all these catches I can get you. Will Rogers is a sophomore quarterback who's going to be here for a couple more years. And he can help the younger quarterbacks under him. You're going to be in the SEC, so you're going to get that type of 
stuff. You're going to have the opportunity now to beat Texas A&M, to beat Auburn, to beat Arkansas. Now, I'm not saying you're going to beat Alabama, but the recruiting pitch is going to be, man, maybe one day we can they'll slip up and we can get Alabama. Man, whoever takes over the LSU job, we'll get LSU. So you have these opportunities. So if you're a quarterback and you're going to throw the ball a lot and you're doing this type of thing and Mississippi State's going to help recruiting, those wide receivers are going to want to go there. Your faster running backs are going to get the swing route and run routes and maybe once in a while hit off a big run. They're going to want to go to Mississippi State, so Mike Leach is going to be able to recruit those guys. And Mike Leach is pretty good at finding an average quarterback in high school and making him great. So to you guys that say the air raid doesn't work, it works. And Mike Leach has to have some respect. Some people don't think he's one of the best college football coaches there is. You guys are wrong. He is one of the best college football coaches today. He is not up there with Nick Saban. He's not up there with Dabo. But he has to be up in the top 10, if not higher, of the some, one of the best college football coaches that is coaching right now. Never flinched, never hesitated. Give the Pirates. I don't know what happened. He had respect to Texas Tech, then went to Washington State, took a while to build that up, and people just kind of went away from it. Then you have coaches thinking that this air raid is the soft offense, which is not. So give that man some more respect. Mississippi State, when they establish and they get more of a rhythm with the air raid, uh, the defense has come along pretty nice, but once they get in that rhythm, you know they get rid of some of the because some of those players are meant to run the football. When he actually when this starts going, watch. I'm not saying I'm not saying national championship. I will not declare that unless you are an Alabama or Georgia. Or, you know, declare that you're going to do any of that. But watch out for Mississippi State. So give Mike Leach some respect. I don't know why the respect went away. Give the Air Raid some respect. Will Rogers deserves some huge respect. The wide rec- the whole team deserves respect. But he, man, he's balling out. The wide receivers were balling out. Fun game to watch. Give Bo Nix some respect. Also, he played a good game. They just didn't adjust. They didn't match Mississippi State's physicality. Thoughts and prayers to Bo Nix. He did break his ankle. He played on it. He refused. If you go listen to him talk, I think it was on the Jay Boy show. He said that he he was you know he was told quarterbacks are tough. They have to play. They have to stay in the game. He said he was going to play for his teammates. That is much respect on a broken ankle. Um, the adrenaline kicked in and then it worn off. He's like, oh my god, I wouldn't be able to do that. But I mean, much respect to him for doing that. To end the show, and then we'll have a bigger show later on in the week. Look at Samford versus Florida. Samford almost had probably the biggest upset of the year versus Florida. At the end of the first quarter, Samford was up on Florida by seven. It was 21 to 14. Then they both scored 21 in the second. So at halftime, Samford is up by a touchdown. Then Florida said, oh, wait, we're Florida. We're a Division I program. We used to used to win national championships. We used to be a dominant program. Scores 21 in the third. Let Samford score 10 in the fourth, and then they score 14. They had to outscore them, and now Florida scored a lot of points. It was 70-52. to 52. And I'm paraphrasing here. After the game... Dan Mullen said Samford had an NFL-type quarterback and receivers. Now, that I, I give all the respect to Samford. 
No disrespect. I'm not going to talk bad about them. So when I talk about Florida here in a second, this is no disrespect to Samford. We know that smaller schools can beat the bigger schools. We've seen it time and time again, and they almost did it. Their quarterback, man, was 33 of 52, 400 yards, three touchdowns. He did have the interception. Liam Welch, he has much respect. He also had 65 yards rushing, leading in the way. And then uh, Montrell Washington had 10 receptions for them, 124 yards. Uh, Jarrus Creamer had 96 yards. Michael Weiss had 94 yards receiving. So, like, much respect for them doing what you did against Florida. Now, on the flip side, I am sorry, Samford, what I'm about to say. Florida and Dan Mullen. You played pretty well against Florida, and then ever since then, it's taken a nosedive. And I am on record on the podcast and talking to people, Dan Mullen's seat should not be on fire. It should not be hot. Now, it's probably lukewarm, if that. That's what I've said. And then each week, I've switched over to it's hot. Then I switched over to say it's probably on fire. So now we're talking about Dan Mullen. Now, here's the type of coaches we're seeing. Dan Mullen is a brilliant offensive mind. He did great things as offense coordinator when he was at Florida the first time. He did good things at Mississippi State to try to bring that program up. And he's done good things at Florida. They've had good games. They've had good players. This year has just been a roller coaster. Now, I know they're going to get rid of their defensive coaches. They're going to try to revamp the defense, and that's what I was saying coming in. Okay, they're going to do X, Y, and Z, and ABC. It's just some of these games they've lost, okay? You lose to Alabama 31-29, and everybody gave you respect. You come in and beat a better Tennessee team than they were last year, but a decent Tennessee team. Well, then you lose to Kentucky, okay. That one kind of shocked people, but we could kind of forgive that because Kentucky was playing a lot better. They were very physical. You can get away with that, and you beat Vanderbilt. Then it was the LSU one. Everything's going bad for LSU. Ed O'Dron's going to be gone. they got to find a new head coach. Kids are answering the transfer portal because of Ed O'Dron leaving. You lose to them 49-42. Now, that one, you're going to go, oh, okay. But even then, I said, you know, the seat's you know, warming up a little bit. Then you play well in the first half against Georgia, and then you lose against them. Okay, it's Georgia, whatever. But then you come out, and I said they probably wouldn't lose another game. Then you lose to South Carolina, who we all – Coach Beamer's doing a great job. You lose to them 40-17. to Now, right then and there, I said, okay, it's probably hot. Then there's performance against Samford. Now, I said this. Playing two quarterbacks all year does not let your offense get in a freaking rhythm. I've never been a fan of it unless you have a package, like a Wildcat package. But you don't play a quarterback for a series. Next quarterback gets two series. Then you bring him back in. That doesn't get the offense in a flow. Different game plans for each one. Pick a quarterback, stick with him, stick with your game plan. If he can't run, change your freaking offense. I know you want a running quarterback. So if a quarterback can run but he can't freaking throw, play the other guy that can throw. Pick one and stick with it. You might, Florida, the way this is going, could lose to Missouri. Missouri can can score. They can't stop anybody, but they can score. And if you slip up, you could lose to Florida State and lose the next two here. Okay, you could go five and seven. So right now, Florida, you should be embarrassed. Number one, number two, Dan Mullen. I defended you, and now we're at a point where your seat is on fire. Should he be fired at the end of the year? No. It's too late for that. I'm gonna. We'll talk about coaching carousel on a different podcast. That's gonna take a while. But I just wanted to talk about these two games, and I'm going to talk about Dan Mullen. I'll bring him back in later. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. 
players are weird. When you're at a program like Florida, who used to be this dominant program, when Tim Tebow, Urban Myers, all that stuff, wins championships, competes for SEC championships, okay? You should be winning and not let Samford stick around like that. Now, Sanford, much respect, but I'm talking about overall, on principle, Florida. You should not have done that. So Dan Mullen did not get these players ready, or these players are just, eh. This is why the college football playoff needs to be expanded, I think, because they're going to have these type of players. Oh, we're not going to make the playoff. Should we play? We're going to opt out of the bowl game. They don't mean the same thing like they did. They need to be expanded. This Florida team just overlooked Sanford and then had to play. So right now, Dan Mullen might be losing this locker room. But here's the th- here's a couple things. Dan Mullen, just the way his press conferences have gone, have not gone well. And there's one of two things. When a season's going bad like this, when you were expecting, you know, after last year's season, we're coming in, we've got the athletes, we almost beat Alabama. Almost. We almost got over the hump. There's two things that can happen. And then you start losing. There's two things that can happen here. One, things spiral out of control. The coaches start to spiral. They start to say things at press conferences. They kind of just don't change anything to get better. And that's what's happening in Florida. Or you take the reins, pull on it to stop the bull from getting out of control, the horse getting out of control, and fight and claw and stick to things that you can do. Get Better. Find ways to get better. Stick the, to the course. Trust the process like Alabama. I will say this. Ed Odron is going to be gone, but by God. And again, I know there's things going on at practice. He might be bringing a girlfriend to practice or the kids to practice or something. I don't know. But there has to be some type of respect of he's going to go down fighting with the team, trying to make sure it's not going out of control. LSU has played tough in these games ever since then. Dan Mullen has allowed this to spiral. Now, in the coaching world, if they were decided to get rid of Dan Mullen, there's a lot of good coaches out there. But right now, you know for a fact USC is open. LSU is going to be open. Okay? So right now, if Florida decides to get rid of Dan Mullen... You've got to figure out who you're going to hire, but it might be too late in the game. Now, I personally don't think they should fire Dan Mullen. I think he gets another year. Then after that, you have to go, eh, we have to see what happens. Just because of how it spiraled out of control. If he would have taken the reins, pulled on it, and said, this is what's going to happen. We can control this. We're going to get better. We're going to do X, Y, and Z to get, you know, to get to ABZ, and you know, everything's going to be DEF. No, it's kind of spiraled out of control. So like I said, instead of his seat being hot, it is now on fire. And so now I think he just needs to get a new defensive coordinator. I think Dan Mullen needs to go to church, have a coming to Jesus moment, and say, I'm no longer going to play two freaking quarterbacks. I'm going to find one and stick with it because it's just idiotic to play both. One one quarter, one the next quarter, one one series, one the next three series, and bring the other guy in. Unless it's a wildcat package or a red zone package, it's just idiotic. And I never understood it. Pick a quarterback, and if it's not working out for you, play the other guy. Like, good Lord in heaven. Dan Mullen makes all this money, is way better at offense than I am, and I can figure this out. 
So I think he just needs to find a new defensive coordinator. They need to recruit better. The phrase to him was, well, this is not recruiting season. That's not for the season. Nick Saban never stops recruiting. Georgia never stops recruiting. Mike Leach never stops recruiting. Samford never stops recruiting within the NCAA rules. Things have just spiraled. So now Dan Mullen's seat is on fire. I don't think you fire him. Because again, Florida used to be that team that won a championship, won a championship or whatever, but they haven't in a long time. So now the program has become, oh, we got to win championships. You're not winning a championship every other year, blah, blah, blah. They're riding coattails still back in the 2000s with Tim Tebow and Urban Meyer and all that. But it's Florida. The athletes there, the resources, the the facilities. My, but the U is not good. You should be taking things from them. Florida State hasn't been good. You should be taking from them. Hop, skip, step over to the Alabama and Georgia as a recruit, like all that stuff. You're Dan Mullen. You're this great offensive mind, and everybody's denying that. Now you've got to get the product going. You've been there a couple years. It's time to go. So right now, Dan Mullen's seat is on fire. I think they don't fire him. I don't think you should because I doubt you're going to get like a Lane Kiffin to go there. I don't think you're going to get, um, you know, an Aranda there from Baylor. He's going to maybe go to – I know he's tied to maybe USC. I don't know. I just don't know if certain people out there are going to go to Florida. They kind of want other jobs or some that may already be in the – like. That's why I don't know if Lane Kiffin would jump to LSU. He's already in the SEC, blah, blah, At least when he left Tennessee, he went to USC and all that stuff. So who knows? And that's why the the Lincoln-Riley thing is interesting. We'll get to that in a different podcast. But I think they keep Dan Mullen. I think they should. He's got to get a different defensive coordinator. I think they have to have to revamp the offense. I think he has to come to Jesus moment. They figure all that out. The recruiting, we'll see next year. Now, next year, if the same type of thing is happening, then he's got to go. Which, again, I don't like calling people's jobs, but I think that's what's going to happen. But, man. Dan Mullen just went, just fall from grace, and this seat is on fire. Just on fire. All right, guys. Thank you so much for listening. We're going to wrap up the podcast. Please go check out all the affiliates in the description below. Uh, check out all the other podcasts, episodes of the Coach Steve Show. Uh, be a friend, tell a friend, like, and subscribe, and all that stuff. Um, it really helps me. I appreciate absolutely anybody out there that listens. Thank you so much for being a part of this journey and listening to me rant. Um, you know, we're going to try to ramp up the podcast, but I, I coach football and now I'm coaching basketball. So things are just, you know, it's, it is what it is. Um, but like Dan Mullen and Florida in 2022, we are gone.
redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. This holiday, whether you're making a Baker's Simple Truth Turkey for 40 or a Murray's Baked Brie for two, Baker's has fast, fresh delivery and free pickup so you can make holiday meals that bring you all together to create memories that last. Baker's, fresh for everyone. Free pickup on orders of $35 or more. Restrictions may apply. Choose from a great selection of digital coupons and use them up to five times in one transaction. Check our app for details. Baker's, fresh for everyone.